Well, it is morning time again, which is, you know, good. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 905 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. So the Democrats are, you know, here, here's the thing. This, this is the thing about what's going on right now. I honestly believe they would do anything to get Trump not running for president, whether it's off the ballot, in jail, whatever it is. No doubt about it. And I think one of the things that most people sort of overlook sometimes, maybe not everybody, but I, I you know, I think some people forget to take this into account. Of all the politicians we know of in the United States today, the one with the most superheated ego is Donald Trump. And also the only one that is non-beholden to any special interest is Donald Trump. He's not beholden to the Chamber of Commerce for the cheap labor that most of the Republicans were allowing to come into the United States via illegal immigration. Because of all the, uh, you know, Las Vegas is a good example. Las Vegas uses a lot of very inexpensive labor. And a lot of those big hotel owners, for example, pay a lot of money into political parties. So he's un, he's, uh, he's, he's non-beholden. And now Colorado has decided to do something, and this is not going to work out the way they think it's going to work out, but their Supreme Court decided that he was ineligible to be president, even though he, was, he's, he has not been convicted of insurrection. And uh, so he's been removed from the state's ballot right now, today. That will be under appeal. We'll see how that works out. The first one of these that makes it to the Supreme Court, if it gets turned back, it destroys that. Right now in California, monkey see, monkey do. They decided to go out there, and they're going to try to do it too. Now, one of the things that they did here, though, was they, they did a few things, a few unforced errors. First of all, they basically validated the claim of election interference against him. And the fraud played out against him. They have taken his supporters who were beginning to cool and get a little, you know, sort of, uh, I don't know, a little tired of some of the shenanigans. And they have just fired him back up. Uh, he's got a lot more media attention. And they further amplified his message. He's like a Jedi Knight. You cannot strike him down. You just make him more powerful each time you do it. And uh, what they did not do is they did not divide the Republican Party against the former president by kicking him off the ballot. The last time they rallied behind the president this much was after the Mar-a-Lago raid. And then they, you know, that made him the center of the political universe weeks before the Iowa caucuses. So if they wanted to debunk his claim that Team Biden is engaging in election interference to rig 2024 but for Biden, this was not the way to go about it. Very transparent. Very transparent. And rather than being some sort of a wake-up call for the Republicans or whatever Democrats thought kicking Trump off the ballot might do, it has, it has got a lot of people angry. And Mike Johnson called the Colorado ruling nothing but a thinly-veiled partisan attack and a reckless division. Senator Mike Lee, this lawless, cynical ruling by the Colorado Supreme Court will not stand. Senator Steve Daines, calling the ruling an unprecedented and illegal action by liberal Colorado judges, 
he's going to send a letter to the U.S. Supreme Court asking them to immediately reverse this blatant election interference for the sake of our democracy. Representative Harriet Hageman. This is what tyranny looks like. An activist court has denied Americans the right to vote for this candidate of their choice in Colorado. I trust that the U.S. Supreme Court will remedy this nonsense. And, you know, democracy. Everybody, and the Republicans fall for this. This is not democracy. We're not a democracy. We've never been a democracy. Democracy is mob rules. We're a Republican. A representative republic. Federal republic. J.D. Vance, Senator J.D. Vance, he said, apparently democracy is when judges tell people they're not allowed to vote for the candidate leading the polls. <laughs> Senator Eric Schmidt called the situation a joke that will once again backfire on Democrats who are afraid of voters actually voting for their preferred candidate. House GOP conference chairwoman, Elise Stefanik, she said four partisan Democrat operatives on the Colorado Supreme Court think they get to decide for all Coloradans and Americans the next presidential election. This is un-American, and Democrats are so afraid that Trump will win on November 5th that they are illegally attempting to take him off the ballot. Stefanik also observed that, as with the rest of the unprecedented, constant, and illegal election interference against Trump, this will backfire and further strengthen Trump's winning campaign to save America. So, all of these guys, all these guys out there, uh, lots of people jumping up, which... It would have been nice if this had been something they were doing when Trump was actually president. But that wasn't happening. On the text line, I'm seeing, Good morning, Bill. I just saw a map in Fox News that shows South Carolina State with pending lawsuits to bar President Trump from the primary ballot. Are I familiar? No, I'm not. But, I mean, who brought the suit? Did Alan Wilson bring the suit? Henry McMaster is is one of is one of uh, Trump's buddies. What this is going to do is this is going to uh, see you can steal an election in a narrow margin, right? And it, it see for all of the votes that that uh, Biden quote unquote. One, uh, we know how many of them were, were bust in. We, we have a pretty good idea of what that looked like. We also know that a lot of them were bust in. But the actual count that changed the uh, electoral outcome was about 42,000. And that's not a very big margin. So what they're building is an insurmountable amount of people that are going to step up now. You've already got black America breaking for Trump. You've got Hispanic America breaking for Trump. You've got some Asian people starting to break for Trump. You've got Ju the Jewish population is beginning to look at this and break for Trump. And uh, if you galvanize the entirety of the Republican Party and everybody turns out and votes, it, that, that, it's just going to be too overwhelming to, to handle that. And I mean, the last time what he did was 2020 was very impressive. The amount of votes that Trump got, that was very impressive. They had to bust a lot of them in. But it, I mean, the popular vote doesn't mean anything. It's the electoral vote that matters. This is why they want to do away with the Electoral College, because the, the Electoral College is not as easy to manipulate as it is to get out there and try to manipulate the popular vote. 
on the text line. Bill, that's an awful lot of talk. Unfortunately, we'll never see any action out of any of these people. Well, that's probably true. But, you know, for those of us that we have representatives, we have senators here, we can lean on those cats all we like. You know, yesterday I was in there. I was I was at Upstate Warrior Solutions doing a very good turnout. I enjoyed that immensely. Had Representative William Timmons there. And because it was for the veterans, because that was a day for the veterans, uh, I chose to break towards the veterans. So I was asking him about veterans affairs. And uh, I will reach out to him and bring him back. And uh, whoever else I can get to come on here, and they're going to have to explain to me what they're going to do. Because the time for talk is over. Time for talk is over. These guys, the easiest way for any politician to win re-election is to perform. Very simple. Perform. And then you don't have to spend, you know, a House, a House member, he spends his second year campaigning for re-election. So we only get any, we get one year out of two years of real work out of him. Because the other years spent campaigning. And, but if they would just perform, they don't even have to campaign. So, interesting stuff, interesting stuff. When we, uh, when we get back, uh, I want to talk about Christmas movies. Because this, this is my favorite time of year to just sit down and binge watch a lot of movies. I don't watch TV very much, but I will watch a lot of movies. And, uh, you know... We're going to talk about what makes a Christmas movie special. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Sunday. So I'm going to spend Sunday binge watching. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1 800 989 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. <sighs> I love Christmas films. Mainly because you can, there's some films that I really, really enjoy, and you can look at them, and I mean, you know. Some of the people that are in them that have occurred, you know, they occurred in the 20th century. These people were born in the mid-1800s. I mean, through the magic of film, these people are immortal. And we get to watch them once again. Like uh, the number one, this is all coming from Fox News, by the way. Just so you know. The number one uh, film, according to them, is Miracle on 34th Street. This uh, Marina Hara was the mom. Uh, Edmund Gwynn was Chris Kringle, and very young Natalie Wood was uh, the the daughter, little girl in this. Um, Fred Mertz from I Love Lucy, Lucy was in there, and June Lockhart's father, Gene Lockhart, was in that, and uh, that, that's a that's a pretty good flick. That's a pretty good flick. Just the way it plays out, the way it's written, it's black and white. You know, it's a different time. 
and everybody sits around their house in their three-piece suit with a and you know smoking a pipe and tweed drinking coffee number two i've never seen i'm never going to watch it just because uh you know i've got other versions i watch of this but it is a christmas carol with george c scott number three is elf I'm sure some of you out there think that uh, <laughs> Will Ferrell is the height of uh, comedy. Uh, I am not a Will Ferrell fan. It does have some good stuff in there. There's a duet with Zoe Deschanel where they're singing uh, Baby It's Cold Outside. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Number four, and I don't know why this isn't number one. It's It's a wonderful life. This was the first film that Jimmy Stewart did after he got out of the military after World War II. Uh, some, of the, some of the stuff that's in the original version, if you watch it now, a lot of those things were mistakes. And if you read the, the, the history of the film and everything that went into it, uh, it's quite, quite illustrative of the time of making film. It didn't make a lot of money when it came out. As a matter of fact, it didn't start making money till it got on uh, Turner Broadcasting. But that is a Hollywood classic. White Christmas. White Christmas. This is this has a young Rosemary Clooney in it. Now Rosemary could belt a tune before her, her lungs gave way to lung cancer, and it also has Bing Crosby. Which uh, if you put Bing Crosby in the same room as Frank, Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra looks like a rank amateur when Bing Crosby starts singing. Danny Kaye's in it, and. Uh, I can't remember Vera's last name, but a young lady that was a dancer that there was all kinds of innuendo about her, but it's a very good film. Very good film. Scrooged. Bill Murray. An interesting take on the Christmas Carol. If you haven't seen that, you ought to. Uh, Carol Kane plays a maniacal uh, Christmas ghost, and all of Murray, Bill Murray's brothers are in this. <laughs> one of them even plays one of his brothers. A Christmas Story, the uh, you know, with Ralphie, you'll shoot your eye out. I had not, I did not watch that for the first time till last year, and now I binge watch it now, even to this, even to this day. Now, a few other things that might fall into honorable mention, right? A Charlie Brown Christmas. That came out, I think, when I was five. And when that was a TV special, I don't even know if that still is a TV special. Is that still a TV special out there? Die Hard and Lethal Weapon 1 are both Christmas movies. <laughs> That's true. Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. I don't know why that one didn't make the list and a, the, 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 uh, the George C. Scott Christmas Carol did that 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 is a I would love to see that original cast get together again and make another one even as old as Chevy Chase has gotten the Grinch with Jim Carrey and a Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey Jim Carrey made two very good Christmas movies that his rendition of the Grinch uh is uh it is good I mean it really is good and it's that none of that was CGI. None of that was CGI. Um, the Illumination Christmas Carol. 
I think the first year that came out, I had my granddaughter, Eloise. I, well, I had all my grandchildren here. And I put it up on the big screen TV, and my granddaughter, Eloise, was just looking at it like it was the most wondrous thing she'd ever seen in her life. And I wish I had a picture of that little face looking up at that. Gremlins. Yes, Gremlins takes place during uh, Christmas time. Uh, Jingle All the Way with uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's I have a lot of fun with that one. I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Belushi plays a, you know, smarmy, smarmy uh, Santa Claus. I think I think Jim probably, if Jim Belushi had not had to labor under the, uh, under the uh, stuff with his brother, with John Belushi, I think he would be considered one of the great comedians of all time because he's genuinely funny. Have you ever seen uh, Office Party Christmas or Christmas Office Party with, uh, what's his name, Bateman? I have not. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. TJ. I, this one is new, and it's got a bunch of people I don't... I, I know the classics a little bit better than I know the other ones. Yep. Put the cookie down. Put the cookie down! <laughs> yeah. what, what about Home Alone? Home. Well, yeah. There you go. Home Alone. I mean, Home Alone and Home Alone 2, um, they were very... It took months to shoot those because... Macaulay Culkin, who was in every scene on most of those movies, could only actually work six hours a day. Right. And right. the other part, he had to have school and he had to have lunch. So if it was a 10-hour day, they, they had a limit as to how much they could actually have him on set, and some of that had to be taken with other stuff. So for him, uh, you know, he had to... Uh, they, 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 they went to a lot of trouble to make those films. And that, that, that is definitely, those two are definitely classics. Did you know that uh, Donald Trump cameoed in Home Alone 2? Yes, he's in Home Alone 2 in the, in the uh, what is it? It's, he's in the hotel yeah. th that he, uh, he heard about on the big ding-dang-doo show or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Christmas with the Cranks. This one, and I watched that one religiously. I love that film. That was still when Jamie Lee Curtis didn't take herself quite so seriously. I've never seen that one. You should check it out. Mm -mm. They decide to skip Christmas. They're going to take a cruise instead, and their neighbors make life a pure hell for them. <laughs> and in the end, in the end, they have a Christmas party and everything else anyway. So that you know, it was all for it was all just for this for the plot for the plot of the movie. So those are the films I like. I haven't mentioned all of them. I like all of the old Christmas specials that used to come out: Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Reindeer of the Year Without a Santa Claus, uh, you know, all of that. All, all that older Rankin-Bass stuff and Sid and Marty Croft, all that stuff. What about uh, Tim Allen's uh, The Santa Claus? Santa Claus, the first one was good. I like the first one. It's they should have left it alone. They should have. Yeah. They should have left that alone because the first one was very good. second one's not bad, though. Well, no, it's the third one that that's not bad with Jack Frost. Okay. I like that one. I have, Well, after the <laughs> second one, I was like, well, okay. <laughs> I'm going to delete that one. Four Christmases, that's pretty fun. So there's lots of... Uh, it got a little hokey of, after a while. Yeah, yeah. Weird. So all I'm saying is in the coming weekend, take time, just enjoy your family. Try to roll yourself back to that time when you could actually enjoy Christmas and enjoy it because the 26th will be here before you know it and then we can get back to work. And the way I'm going to do it is uh, I'm going to settle down with a 
with uh, all kinds of sparkling water and the TV and the clicker. When we uh, when we get back, well, coming up next, we're going to talk to Michael Letts from investusa.org. We'll be right back. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Okay, I didn't recognize that for a minute. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I'm joined now by Michael Letts from InvestUSA.org and writer at American Thinker. How are you doing this morning, sir? Doing great, Bill. Always a privilege. Thank you for the opportunity. And uh, a lot going on in this country here at Christmas time, but we think it's all going to come out and make us free once again yeah the uh you know one thing about the trump campaign right now is he can't right now his advertising budget must be zero because the democrats keep doing it all for him <laughs> that's for sure and i what i think what i'm laughing at bill what is interesting is, is how they can't seem to pick something that just goes after trump they have to go after the very tenant and basis of our constitution and what makes us free just like with colorado it's not about whether you want trump on the ballot or not whether you like it or not that's irrelevant what the issue is is even jack smith did not bring an indictment for insurrection against the president because there's no evidence right so he's never been indicted for insurrection yet the supreme court in colorado wants to say he's guilty of insurrection and because of that we're going to apply a penalty and remove him from the ballot that is saying that you're guilty to a proven innocent instead of innocent to a proven guilty which has been the basis for our jurisprudence for the last 250 years that is what every american i don't care if you're republican democrat libertarian independent should be literally up in arms over i'm not just talking about uh hollering a little bit yellow but you literally should be up in arms if you're going to make this country where you are guilty to a proven innocent, I've lived in those countries before. Trust me, that's not where you want to be. Right. Let me ask you a question. Did they even have standing to use this as any sort of a argument? And, uh, you know, there, there is quite a novel approach. That, that's the thing about the left. They're always quite novel in their approach. So they're using the 14th Amendment's insurrection clause over his blank, you know, his, his uh, quote, role. Correct. And the fracas on January the 6th. You know, I, they, why don't they understand what a real insurrection means? I mean, there's a lot of Democrats still alive because it wasn't an insurrection. You're exactly right. Here, here's why I just chuckled. If it was a real insurrection, you don't think they would have indicted uh, Trump on that from a federal level within the second day? If they would have had any evidence that they could tie him in? Now, there's a lot of the PR. Oh, look, he, he, he gave a speech that people got all upset about. They did this, they did that. They're trying to tie it in, but they have no good and well. There's not even a shred of evidence that they could indict them. Because remember, just because you're indicted doesn't make you guilty. No. It just means there's enough probable cause to ask for a jury to decide. They don't even have that. Jack Smith, this is what people don't understand. They has not been indicted ever for anything with insurrection. Jack Smith is talking about, you know, interference, obstruction, et cetera. But he did not have any evidence 
than the president himself that committed any kind of insurrection or obstruction. And that's why he's never been indicted for it. So what you just said, Colorado has no standing. First of all, this is a federal matter, not a state matter. They're applying a federal amendment to uh, on their standpoint where he's never even been indicted. So there's no standing. They're just desperate to play up to a thing. They're trying to say what Biden is doing today. You see his headlines today. The real threat to democracy is Donald Trump. <laughs> you need to buy that. And if we don't care what the law says. We don't care whether you're innocent to prove guilty, et cetera. We need to do whatever is necessary to protect democracy and keep Donald Trump from even being on the ballot. That even, in and of itself is insurrection. You know, I, 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 uh, before I put my shoes on, the round felt really cool. And <laughs> I did not realize that hell had frozen over because even John Kasich came out to defend Trump on this. Oh, my goodness. Yes, hell has frozen over. You're exactly right. Didn't realize that you just said it. Well, I, you know, the the thing about this is, um, my first thought on this is that the Democrats are looking at this lawfare, and they're beginning to believe now as they look at some of this stuff that there's just no way there's going to be a, he's going to be found guilty of anything that would disqualify him from being the president. Correct. So that that. And then they're looking at the polls, and they know that there's just no they, – they just haven't printed enough paper yet. There's not enough trees on the planet to get uh, Biden enough ballots for him to win that one. Right. So, uh, and, you know, you know, on that particular issue, uh, uh, Bill, you know, they've not been able to convince you that COVID is back in full force and nobody should be allowed to go to a poll. Everybody should have to do a bail-in ballot. They just haven't been able to pull that off like they did the last, last time. Well. All this stuff they're doing and everything, I, you know, they obviously don't believe what they say. No, they will say anything. This one is coming abundantly clear. <laughs> they will say whatever it takes, including uh, suspending jurisprudence. You're now guilty to prove it innocent. Uh, we don't have enough evidence to actually file an indictment against you, but we're going to say you're guilty. Yep. And because we're saying you're guilty, here's the consequence. You are no longer eligible to be on the ballot. That's right. And now we, you have other states that are being that stupid. California, wow, that sounds good. Maybe we want to try it over here. Yeah. It's got to yeah. be stopped now, Bill. Will it make it to the Supreme Court, you think? I don't think there's any question it's going to make it to the Supreme Court. The question is going to be, will it still be an issue by the time it, it gets there? Because the public is so outraged. This may have been what costs the public now to really get engaged with action and no longer verbs and words. And if that's the case, it would be hard to control what that actually may be. Yes, I know. That's the thing. The left wants a civil war. They just don't understand what that means. You're right. They, they, don't. they, they don't understand what that means. I, you know, uh, the, the thing I love about the corridor we live in, me and you, is that there's more military veterans in this corridor than anywhere else on the planet. And a, I, I would say 60% of them are still upright, viable, and uh, probably still pretty dangerous. Oh, no question. I would say probably closer to 70 percent. Yeah. So, I mean, and all of them have capacity. So that's that's one of those things where uh, I would be real concerned over that one if I was them. But I'm not them. <laughs> well, thank, thank God goodness. you're not them. Yeah. You've got common sense. They don't. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, have you had I, I know I know that you are in that circle with the with President Trump. Uh, uh, this guy. This guy, if he were a boxer, he would be like, you know, 
Akeem Nassim, Mohammed, George Foreman, Bruce Lee. I mean, he would be because he's constantly got stuff coming at him from all directions, all the time. No breaks, no no let ups, no nothing, no breathers. He's probably the only one that could take that, isn't he? He is. You know, we we've had this. I don't think you know, had it on your show. I've had this discussion on a number of national shows. Kind of like, can you not find somebody else that everybody loves? First problem is, if everybody loves him, then he stands for nothing. Right. Second issue is, just what you alluded to. This doesn't just, it's not just stamina. You have to be basically unlimited wealth yourself to be able to withstand this barrage and defend yourself. Because attorneys are not free. There is nobody else, Bill, in my opinion, who has the stamina or the resources they could take on this uh, task other than Donald Trump. Yep. Yep, and I think every every time they do this, I mean, uh, uh, do you happen to know a guy named Rowan Garcia and Quintana? Sure do. Yeah, Rowan, his, Rowan's speciality was to create a media event with it costing no money. And I kind of wonder if he's in the background doing some of this stuff when we just don't know it. Uh... And I, people, that's a jest. There's a lot of people in the background that are manipulating this issue right yeah, now. You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, Rowan was a master that he would create, and he, he would do it with no money at all. He just created it, and that was one of those great things. Michael, uh, listen, uh, you know, we'll be talking next week and everything, but in the interim, uh, you you and Miss Karen, Merry Christmas to you, and thank you for collaborating with me all the times you have so far this past year and all the stuff I'm going to pester you to do next year. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have a great year. Yes, sir. And a Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to your listeners. And we're going to succeed. Let me just go into the new year by saying, hang with us. It's been a tough fight, but at the end, we will have the victory. Roger that. Check out Michael at American Thinker. InvestUSA.org is his website. He's given out over 11,000 protective vests to law enforcement. Thank you for joining me this morning, sir. God bless. All right. When we get back, somebody was going to fall on the sword, but somebody else has a better idea. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Vivek Ramaswamy came out, and I mean, he was going off. He said, I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary unless Trump is allowed to be on the state's ballot, and I demand that Ron DeSantis, Chris Christie, and Nikki Haley do the same thing immediately, or else they tacitly endorsing they are tacitly endorsing this illegal maneuver, which will have disastrous consequences for our country. This is what an actual attack on democracy looks like. It is un-American, unconstitutional, and unprecedented decision, a cabal of Democrat judges that are barring Trump from the ballot in Colorado. Well, he don't have to worry about that because this is actually a very, 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 very good idea. The Colorado Republican Party said he wouldn't have to because it would withdraw from the primary as a party. Oh, well, let's go to the phones and who I got. Uh, Joe from Hendersonville. Who, who do I have? Joe from Hendersonville. Joe from Hendersonville. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Hey, how's it going? 
I'm, you know, I'm just trying to cope. I'm just trying to cope. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for my binge watching. I've gone out and bought oh. enough Orville Redenbacher po- popcorn to last me last me through the apocalypse. <laughs> what can I do for you? Well, I was going well, to tell you, you know, to you and yours and all those guys at your show, you know, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thank you. The other thing I was going to talk about was coming up was like you were just talking to that gentleman. Doesn't that fall under, uh, what is that, uh, where you can sue him for degradation of character for that? Because he wasn't indicted and he wasn't convicted. You know, um, another thing, it could not even be cited as election uh, tampering. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All that stuff could be cited. But, I mean, we, we could get all embroiled and, 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 and mixed up in the whole uh, let's let's go after this and do that. The way to win against them is to persevere. I mean, yeah, there's going to there's, there's gonna be a day come up where we're going to have to actually deal with things in detail. But at well, the moment, we'll be able to deal with it with the, uh, you know, the short drop with a quick stop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but know, the, there's yeah. blatant treason out there all over oh, the place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, some you know, what what uh, Mike and I were referencing is this. They really would like to see a civil war. And if they were to see the civil war, the only problem with that. And I'll, I'll tell you something. My, 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 my family's from uh, Waynesville. Right. And when mm-hmm. we used to go up there, when I was a very little boy, we'd go see my grandfather. And one day he trapped a squirrel. I've told this story before. He called it a boomer, a little squirrel. He trapped the squirrel, and as he had the squirrel there, he looked at me and he said, you know about those boomers, don't you? And I was probably six. I said, no, Grandpa. He said, you can grab a hold of them, but you can't let go of them fast enough. (laughs) And I fear that's what the Democrats don't understand would happen in a civil war. I don't even know who they think is going to fight it. Well, they think the American military would fight it. And the problem is most everybody that matters that actually does anything and knows how to do the things and actually does do the things in the field, they're going to desert and bring their stuff. And guess whose side they're going to be on? Well, and if they did push it to like a civil war, the only thing I can see is definitely some states, you know, seceding. But then it's not a civil war. It goes back again to a war between the states. They're not actually fighting for the same central control of the central government. You're basically just. Like Jeff Davis said, you know, all we ask to be left alone. Well, yeah, but I mean, the big problem for them is if they really decide to push that, we'll just pick out a population center, we'll circle it, cut everything off going to it, and let it sit. Yeah. Let them deal with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, most of these population centers run by Democrats. They don't have guns. They don't have po- They don't have cops. I don't know what – they'll be eating themselves inside of two weeks. Yeah, yeah, kind of like Asheville's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, thanks very much for the call. Merry Christmas to you. You too. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. It, it's one of those things. It's just one of those things, you know. Anyway, when we get back, one way to deal with this, and this is a very, it's, 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 it's just the best way to do it, is to stop caring about what they say and look at what they're doing. And that's what you're going to have to counter. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.